Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. I wear my sunglasses at night so Age today, Edmonton Oilers owner Daryl Cates celebrating a birthday as well. A significant day in Edmonton Oilers history as well. We'll get to that a little bit later on, but it has to do with 1987. Just before we go to Mark Spector, this text comes in from James. He says, Bob, if the Oilers make it to the finals, will our pick that goes to Chicago and the Keith deal turn into a second rounder or stay in the third no matter what? Uh, I can tell you that uh, if the Oilers make it to the final and Duncan Keith plays top four time on ice on D, then the third becomes a second in this year's draft, and the Oilers end up having to give a second up um, in 2023 to Montreal as part of the Brett Kulak trade. That's if Edmonton makes it to the Stanley Cup final. And you know what? You take that all day. There's no question about that. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. It's brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can uh, text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. Uh, you can also reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, same number, 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort and Casino, excitement, bet on it. We'll tell you, Japanese Village, open to serve you during one of their five Edmonton and area Locations, Don and his staff feature Japanese A5 Wagyu. Visit jvedmonton.ca to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Live thoroughbred racing back at Century Mile Racetrack Friday and Saturday. Free parking and free admission. For more info, visit thehorses.com. We welcome back to the show. Oh, he never ever had any doubt about the orders going on a lengthy playoff run this year. No, he did not. No, not Mark Spector. Uh, and he knew that McDavid and Drysaddle were going to lead us, uh, Lead us, lead the orders, and lead you, the fans, uh, to the promised land. We welcome back to the show, Mark Spector. Hey, Spec, how you doing? Specular. How about now? How about now? I was just. Uh, we got you now. There we go. About, you're talking about Keith. I was just looking at that defense. He is always going to be in their top four in ice time, right? He's third right now. Yep. There's no, there's no question that draft pick will turn if they go one more round. But you know what? Of other guys, all their top six guys, I'm not including Russell here. Every, the lowest, the lowest points total is three points by Kulak. Who'd have thought Keith and Cece would have more points than Barry? That's kind of a hidden thing here. They've got some production from their back end that I don't think everyone thought they'd get, huh? 
Well, uh, the other thing is how the minutes deployment has worked. I mean, and again, Darnell Nurse is not at 100%. It was great seeing him out for the practice yesterday, Spec, because that was the first practice we'd seen both Leon Drysettle and Darnell at for a while. But Nurse is playing uh, 21-49 in the playoffs, and Kulak's playing 17-18. And to me, that's a good sign. Uh, Keith, by the way, in the Calgary series, Keith's played 1952 so far in the playoffs. He played 2005 against Calgary, so he had the third most minutes in Calgary. Mm-hmm. Nurse was just over 21 minutes. CC just under 21. Um, you know, and and I'll, I'll tell you the genesis of the conversation was I, I said I could foresee a scenario uh, in the summer of 2023 where Duncan Keith does something similar to what Mike Merch Giordano did. And that's sign a uh, another deal. I, I I believe Duncan wants to keep playing. Um, Ken Holland is not an ageist, uh, and I I know we have some, and it seems to be some of the people actually out there in the analytics community aren't fans of guys that get older as players but uh, experience does matter Edmonton is going to be transitioning some younger defensemen in the lineup you and me both expect the orders to take a, a significant run at re-signing Kulak this summer and then changing some things out in defense and again I could see Keith being around as well as they graduate some of these bigger defensemen up from the farm your thoughts well, Keith's going to be around next year for sure. The second year, yep. two-year deal. I don't see why you change that. I think that, you know, yeah, you're looking the next season. You got to. To me, Broberg is on the team next season. He's a top six defenseman. That's all there is to it. So, count him now and figure out how you're going to do it. That's the only question I have about Kulak. I don't question for a second if you want him on your team, right? I love his game. But I do question, you know, if you got Nurse and you got Keith and you got Broberg, where's how we fit Kulak in here? So Kenny called and has to figure that out. And yeah. I think the last thing I'll say is, you know, when when Duncan Keith's career is over and he's long gone and we're looking back at not the legacy left in Chicago, but the legacy of these here in Edmonton, we're going to look down at number 75. That's going to be his legacy, right? Uh, Bouchard has just gone miles this year. And I guarantee you, Bob, because I've seen this a hundred times, in five years, in seven years, in ten years, you go talk to Bouchard about the player he becomes, and one of the first things he's going to say was, man, play with Duncan Keith for the first two years. Did that ever speed things up? Mark, I'm the guy, and Dave Tippett and Jim Playfair did some good works, right? They did. They, they The power play went from ninth to first two years in a row. Yeah, yeah I know, uh, but you wanted Bouchard to play more. And I wanted Bouchard playing with Keith from day one. It hmm. made no sense to me that they played Keith and CeCe together. Like, none whatsoever. Why would you play the two most experienced defense on a team that's got some inexperience elsewhere? So, right. um one of the first things that Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson did was commit. I mean, I think there are maybe two games that I recall, can recall where we saw Keith with Bouchard during the Tippett Playfair, uh, you know, uh, run this season. And the, one of the first things that Manson did is put Keith with Bouchard, and I'm with you. Like he can, and and people still get up. Oh, sometimes Bouchard doesn't look competitive. Sometimes he gets beat inside. Well, that's going to happen once in a while. The thing that the biggest thing. The, the biggest thing that he's learned, Mark, is he doesn't crater when it goes badly in a game. And that's because he's got a guy like Keith. We, let's not forget, Mark, I knew a genius writer who wrote a piece about how Edmonton had beaten 
Chicago 9-2 and had, hadn't won in 15 games. So now they got the Hawks coming in who are going to be angry that they, uh, you know, were beaten 9-2 in the last game by Edmonton at Edmonton. And that they were going to get the orders were going to get pounded, and then Sam Gagne got eight points. It was a Sam Gagne night, <laughs> right? <laughs> you I don't only ever remember the ones I get wrong, Bob. What's going on with that? What's that? <laughs> so you only well, ever remember the ones I get wrong, <laughs> Mark. When are you right? <laughs> yeah, well, lost pal. I, I, I'm having like fun talking about it. Even in that nine-two game, people, for, you can look it up. In the 9-2 game, Duncan Keith went minus five in that game. Hey, it's one game in the middle of the season. They were going to that Vegas happens. the next day. But stuff happens. Point, like, that's a game in December that, or whatever that month it was. Experience, Mark, that experience of a Keith helps give a team resiliency. And that's the point you're making is it's not just about the technical on-ice skill ability of the player. It's about the gamesmanship. And that's and that's what you were referring to. And that's why Ken Holland doesn't, is you know, we, we got the situation in goal with Mike Smith. You got Keith. I mean, the fans love Kulak. He's from here. He's been, he's totally committed to stopping. So they love Kulak. They haven't questioned that from the beginning. But, you know, there, there has been some questions along the way. And the orders have answered a lot of questions. And a lot of those solutions have been provided by the manager. It's got to be stated, Mark. Oh, listen, uh, absolutely. It's been a pretty good year for Ken Holland. But, you know, Keith, but, but I think we're, we had to get to the point in the season. You know, we always say this a million times. You can't, there's no way to quantify these intangibles that Keith brings. You can't put down in a graph or a heat chart what he does for Bouchard. You can't do it, right? What he does in a dressing room going into game six in LA. Those things, there's no number for those things. So you have to get your team to a point where that stuff can take hold. And, and the team's alive long enough, Bob to be able to look back and go, man, oh, man, Keith was this and Keith was that, and he's helping me here and he's helping me there. So this team is finally good enough that the stuff Keith brought, brings and, and we told everyone he would bring to the table, speaking of predictions, and, you know, a lot of those analytics guys said, whatever, here's his numbers out of Chicago where he was playing with a new rookie every second day on a lousy team with terrible goaltending. Right Here he is in Edmonton, surrounded by a better team, in a position where they can utilize all the stuff that he brings that you can't quantify. So was he a good signing? I don't care what he makes, Bob. I don't care what he makes. Everyone's got the Flames have Lucic making six on their fourth pairing. This guy's playing 20 minutes a night in the playoffs. He's helping you win. That's an excellent signing. It was an excellent signing when they made it, Bobby, like we wrote. And it will be an excellent signing as long as he plays here. Dollars to yeah. By the way, just speaking of Luch, I had some people text me during the series. You know, oh, look at how badly Calgary won the deal. Uh, you know, Flames still have Luch. You guys have to buy Neil. On the deal. Like, I go, you don't get it. The they fact is, it. they got Neil back because they could buy him out, and that allowed them to go get Hyman. Yeah, Lucic, they got Lucic and Eminem has Hyman. Go watch that series and tell me which guy you'd rather have. I love Luch. He's awesome. Me too. Right? I don't want to be disrespectful. He's a warrior and all the things. We all know what he is. Edmonton fans cheered him every day in Edmonton and didn't cheer him when he played for Calgary all of a sudden, but they loved him. He's a great guy. But Hyman's ten times the player at this stage. That was an excellent trade that the Oilers made at that time. And you're right. Lucic is in Calgary, and Eminem gets Hyman. Are you, are you kidding me? They lost that trade? They wanted a spades ball. 
Mark, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to break, and then we're going to start breaking down the series, and we're going to start with yet another goaltending narrative, and that's the fact that the Edmonton Oilers pursued Darcy Kemper and Mike Smith, the Oilers' netminder, and we both have some thoughts on what's occurred here with Mike, and dare I say, Mark, I was wrong. And a bunch it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline of fans are going to be wrong too and you might have been wrong as well and who could have possibly known we'll discuss that when we come back i don't know i mean he, i think he's the best i said it uh yeah i think he's been the best for a little bit now and um it's going to take a full team effort to stop him and same with dry so um but they're they're deeper than teams give them credit for sure i mean they're very deep they wouldn't be where they're at without the full team effort and uh for me um I'm not really thinking about that a whole lot. Uh, obviously, I see that stuff, but, um, you know, that's to hopefully that gets more viewers and lowers escrow. But other than that, I don't care. <laughs> that's Nathan McKinnon. That was a funny clip. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. It's 122 at Edmonton, the Edmonton Oilers and the Colorado Avalanche in the Western Conference Final. Imagine if I had said that to you a month ago. You'd be absolutely letting her rip, and the Oilers did, and they took Calgary out in five, which is even better, I think, for a lot of fans out in oil country. Mark Spector joins us for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, live thoroughbred racing back at Century Mile Racetrack, Friday and Saturday, free parking and admission. More info at thehorses.com. Before we get to the goaltending spec, McKinnon, McDavid. Uh, I had a couple pundits say to me, Bob, are you sure that the uh, it's not a matchup between the two 29s, uh, that being Dreisaitl and McKinnon? Who's the better 29? Has, has McKinnon won an MVP? Has McKinnon had a 50-goal season? Two uh, in the National Hockey League. Mark, it's going to be awesome, isn't it? Yeah, there's a lot of ways to look at this thing. And, you know, don't count Kadri, Nazem Kadri, out of uh, putting a hand in how well everything goes for Edmonton's top line, too. We've seen his work on McDavid over the years. It's been pretty good. Now, it's not quite the same McDavid that he used to go up against. But uh, you know what? I, I don't know, Bobby. You tell me this. You're, uh, you're Jared Bednar tonight. You got last change. When McDavid's line comes out, you put out McKinnon's line or do you put out Kadri's line? He's going he's gonna to try. My guess is he's going to go Kadri. And if that happens, my guess is the Oilers will pull Hyman off of the McDavid line and put Kane on that line. Because Kadri okay. provides an element, just like Matthew Kachuk did. And what happened in Game 5 in Calgary? Yeah. Uh, Evander Kane spent a lot of time going up against Matt Kachuk in that series. Uh, was, was, Matt, was Matthew Kachuk loud in that playoff series at all? Yeah, he got intimidated right out of that series. That's, uh, you know, he was as quiet as a mouse ball, both on the score sheet and after the whistle somehow, huh? Well, you know, and I, I'm going to take you, we both know that against Detroit, in Detroit, going back in 06, Ken Holland's Detroit team, small-skilled team, but there were three Oilers players that basically asked Brendan Shanahan to fight every shift. <laughs> and people say, ah, oh, shut up, stuff, that stuff, that don't kid yourself. That stuff happens. And they're like, who do you want it from? We'll take you off the ice at any time. 
And when you're, you know what, and I, and I do, like, you know, Matthew Kachuk can make the comments about the money or whatever. The reality is Evander Kane, uh, guys in the league know he can chuck him. And, and he can keep you honest. And it's, and he's a top six player too. So it would not surprise me, Mark, if Kadri is the matchup against Connor McDavid, if Kane quickly ended up on that line with Dreisaitl instead of Zach Hyman. We'll just keep yeah, that food. I, kind of thought they might just go back to starting you know I, I felt that that swap was made with a purpose in the middle of game uh with, with this game five they made that swap wasn't it? yeah first period of game five about four yeah. shifts in. yeah yeah right so they made that woodcroft makes that for a reason but to me i i just am under the impression they're under the assumption or let's see but i thought they'd go back to kane on mcdavid's wing to start the series but again you know maybe Woody's waiting to see how it goes and the good thing about a team that's that's been swapping guys around a lot in that top six is you can make you snap your fingers, make a change, and everybody's comfortable with everybody, right? We had a couple texters back talk uh, about the fact they're concerned about the bottom six matchups, and the others right now have got McLeod with Fogel and Pulley and Ryan with Archibald and Cassian. Uh, and Colorado's got JT Comfer with Burakovsky and uh, Obi Cabell. And I, I, to me, a more experienced third line for Colorado for sure. And then they have Helm, Cogliano, and O'Connor on a veteran fourth line. You know, is this does this thing get settled by the Stars? Because it's clear, you know, the Oilers' Stars outplayed Calgary's Stars in the last round, and it wasn't close. They crushed them. I think Jack Michaels put a tweet out: twenty-five to two was the point total in the final three games of the series when Edmonton tilted the ice. Does this get settled by the Stars, or could it get settled by some of the support players? Well, you never know. As you go on the playoffs, the teams that survive, it's its an old cliche, but it's true. They get a new hero every night, right? It's never the same hero all the time. And, you know, in Edmonton's point uh, case, they got that big late goal by Ryan Nugent Hopkins in that one game where he was so dominant, and he was their hero that night, right? And most nights, you know, in the final game, game five, McDavid didn't have a point till overtime. So, you know, you do need the contributors. And I'm looking at their last two lines with Burkowski and Comfer and, and Cabell and Calgliano, Helm and O'Connor. Helm scored a huge goal in that St. Louis series. Well, he won it, right? So I don't know how, you know, I, I would say that that bottom six is probably a little more productive than Eminem's bottom six, but that doesn't mean that Warren Fogle doesn't find a way to pop one in here, right? That I haven't loved Archibald's game for a while, but he also hasn't played all season. So, you know, it doesn't mean Derek Ryan doesn't pop something in here, but I would say to you, the owners would be a lot better team if those guys start. Chris is Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line just as we go to break. He says, Bob and Mark, I think the team that defends the best and gets better goaltending wins the series. Uh, share your thoughts on this if you could. Still beaming over taking out Calgary. That one comes to us from Chris. Speck, when we come back after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen at 1.30, that's where we're going to go. We'll talk goaltending when we return on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad.